Hello, and welcome once again to Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Gainesville's limited edition Lenten podcast titled Encounter Jesus. In this podcast, we will walk through each part of our worship service and explain why we do what we do, what its meaning is, and how it applies to our daily lives. This podcast is a devotional podcast, so we'll start each cast with an invocation, an opening prayer, and a reading of scripture, followed by some devotional thoughts and then a couple questions for application. We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Gracious Father, we oftentimes believe that we are far more righteous than we really are. We think we can get by before you with the goodness that we have that is all our own. Lord, pour out your Spirit upon us that we might confess the truth in all honesty, that we are completely lost and sinful, and we would remain that way if it weren't for your grace. Help us as we confess our sins to believe and trust that your promises and your words are true, that as we confess our sins and turn to you, you are faithful and just and will forgive us all of our sins and cleanse us from our unrighteousness. Amen. A reading from 1 John chapter 1. This is the message that we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. The confession and absolution is something that we do in every worship service. And while it seems like the church has been doing that for forever, that particular part of the service was added in as a mainstay only in the time of the Reformation. The concern when the reformers like Luther added this into the worship service was that people would not be as sincere about making their confession. It would be easier to go through the motions by simply attending church, saying the words that are written down for you to say, hearing the things that the pastor says to you, and then leaving, believing that all is well. If we wind the clock back further past the Reformation into the earliest days of the church, it's not as if confession and absolution was absent. No, in fact, Confession and absolution was a part of the life of all believers. While it didn't happen in the worship service, we have the book of James and even now in 1 John, an urge to confess our sins and to receive his forgiveness. This confession and absolution began to take shape throughout the, throughout the history of the church where priests would set hours for people to make confession and those who worked in the church would have confessors that they would typically confess their sins to. So in different ways, confession and absolution has always been there in the church. Now we do it together as a group, but that doesn't mean that it's discouraged from doing it one-on-one and individually. In fact, if you're in this area and you want to, and you have some things that are weighing you down, I encourage you to stop by and I would be more than happy to hear a confession and offer forgiveness. And I can tell you that you would have to go a long way to 
weird me out. As a pastor in the ministry for several years now, I've heard some crazy stuff, and it would be really hard for you to beat it. Believe me on that. So instead of finding condemnation, you would find a word of forgiveness. But more than that even, perhaps we should make a habit of confessing our sins as soon as we recognize them. What impact would it have on the world around us if whenever we made an error, said something out of anger, or sinned against another person in any way that we paused and confessed? Marriages would be strengthened. Friendships would also be strengthened. The example that we leave behind for the next generation on on how to live and how to take ownership of our faults would improve. And all this becomes, becomes possible when we have the forgiveness of God. For if God can forgive us of all sins, we certainly know that we can be forgiven here in this world before others. If one who is holy, completely perfect, and did not have to offer his forgiveness to us did, then before other sinners, we have hope of receiving forgiveness from them too. We have a moment in our worship service where we say a certain thing that's written out for us and we repeat it verbatim just about every week. But that doesn't have to be a lifeless moment. If we are in the practice of confessing our sins, if we are daily turning to God and repenting of all that we have done, and once again, hearing his forgiveness as it is spoken to us in his word and spoken to us by other people, then this moment that we have in worship becomes a genuine moment, a moment where, once again, we receive anew the forgiveness and grace and mercy that God gives us. And he gives it freely through his son, Jesus Christ, who took on flesh to be our savior, to rise again, that we might have certainty that there is indeed forgiveness and no sin too big that can outsize God's grace. A couple questions for reflection. Have you been deceiving yourself over your own righteousness? Are there sins that you haven't yet really directly confessed to God or even to another person? And what would happen if you did find another believer that you trusted, that you could confess your sins to, and hear a word of forgiveness, what impact would that have on your life? Well, we thank you once again for joining us in our series, Encounter Jesus, as we walk through the different parts of the worship service. And in another couple days, there will be a podcast about the Kyrie, a part of the service where we cry out to, Lord, to the Lord for mercy. Our worship services are Sundays at 8.30 a.m. and 11 p.m., And we also are gathering together during the season of Lent for a Lenten supper at 545 that goes until 630 and a worship service that follows. We invite you to join us for both of these and God's blessings on your day.